We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, hello, everybody. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. Look, listen. <laughs> hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Courtside with Christy and Gabe right here on the Her Hoop Stats Podcast Network. I am Christy Winter Scott, joined as always by my guy, Gabe Ibrahim. Gabe, there has been some queens crowned in Vegas. They won it. They did it in four games. um, uh, uh, Really great last two games too. As we we talked about, I went to game three. We can, I can retail that more, but I do want to say we're here, not only with us, we're here with our stream. Oh man, I can't steal the stream team from the starters. That's what they call their, Um, we have to, we'll come up with a name for the the courtside, the courtside crew. Oh yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah, we're here with, here at the courtside crew, if you're here, comment. Uh, we'll we'll put you on the screen. Uh, we're gonna be going live here um, for like an hour, I think, probably. Yeah, Maybe okay. take. Who knows? Who knows? It's us. We may take you right into the USA Puerto Rico for uh, the World Cup. I can't um, wait to watch that. Eight thirty p.m. Let's watch it. I I can't wait either. We'll be but off before that, we'll be off before that. I think so. I think so. I think so. Um, but we do have to a lot to discuss with the Las Vegas Aces winning their first. WNBA championship, as you mentioned, in four games in Connecticut. They finish off the season. Uh, Chrissy, what was just your initial reaction to seeing them win? Oh, my goodness. I think it was just it was exhilarating to know the the path that they have all been on individually and then also as a team. But I think when you're looking at a team, it's made up of so many different parts, right? Starting at the top with Becky Hammond. It was just amazing to see her as the only coach ever to come right into the WNBA and win a title like that. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was, I mean, beyond impressive to say the least. So congrats to Becky Hammond, my new best friend. I was like, I had so much fun <laughs> talking to her at practices and, and at games. I mean, she just exudes this, this confidence and this energy that you can't help but 
take something from her every time you have a conversation with her. So I can only imagine what it's like to play for her. So I just, I, I was so excited for Asia Wilson as well. But wow, I mean, Chelsea Gray though, man, yeah. come on. I mean, she got leaner and meaner. That's what she said when she was snubbed from the all-star team, you know, started boxing, started taking out some of the, you know, frustration. But wow, just to see her dominate the way that she did and consistently so, mm -hmm. consistently so, it was, I mean, it was incredible to watch. And just to know, again, the backstories of each individual yeah. on this team. I mean, and Kelsey Plum, just to start with her as well. I mean, yeah. what, what can you say about her journey? And it goes down the line. I mean, Derricka Hamby announced that she's having a baby yeah, at the incredible. parade. <laughs> and I've had three children and I don't know how far along she is, but God bless her. That's why I have on my power of women shirt today because <laughs> that's so powerful for her to be able to healthily mm -hmm. compete at that level and then say, oh yeah, yeah, we won that championship. By the way, I'm expecting my second child. Excuse me? I was like, wait, what? I had to rewind it. Like, hello. I mean, it just, I mean, the whole thing just encapsulated how fierce and how focused and how much love each individual person in this mm -hmm. organization has for the game and how that just came to fruition with the championship. Well, you know, I, I think that story extends also to the franchise and, and to the ownership group, honestly. Like, it was cool. You know, I, I don't like giving a lot of credit to the owners. I, you know, I don't like that they get the championship trophy first and all of that, but <laughs> I think one thing that was really cool was how pumped Mark Davis was. And I think, you know, when you, when you heard that they were going to take over, that the Davis family was going to take over, you're yeah. going to think, Oh, they, they're going to be second fiddle to the Raiders. They're going to be whatever, whatever. He, he thought this was the coolest thing ever. He said, yeah. my family has never, has not won a championship in 40 years. And it meant so much to him. And then, and then to think about the journey that this franchise has been on, um, you know, from San Antonio coming to Vegas and building such a tremendous fan base. You know, you look at that parade that they had and it was <laughs> incredibly packed. I, I just think it, all those people you mentioned yeah. made everything come together for the city of Las Vegas. And I think it means a ton um, yeah. to them. And it was just lovely to, to witness and be a part of. Now I do uh, want to <laughs> go back to Chelsea Gray. Yes. Okay. I'm with you. What? I don't, I don't know how to describe it. Because, it, you know, you keep waiting for a player when they're that hot, right? Mm -hmm. Regression to the mean. You know, you think you keep thinking eventually they're going to miss, right? Yeah. And even in the bad game she had, which is game three of the finals, she didn't miss. She just didn't take shots. Yeah. Every time she was taking shots and being aggressive, she yeah. was scoring. Right. It, and then it was, in you know, just the, the way she scored, the shot making mm -hmm. at this elite level. I'm not sure we've ever seen anything like this. In, in basketball. I mean, maybe there's a Steph Curry stretch that you could find, and, and maybe there's a Diana Taurasi stretch. I don't know about in the finals, though. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. You, you, it'd be, you'd be hard-pressed to find someone doing what she was doing in, at the shot diet that she had. Yeah. I mean, Raquana Williams, too, had a piece of that pie, too. I mean, oh. my goodness. Raquana hey. Williams was... Where did uh, Raquana Williams go to college? I believe it was Miami. <laughs> I, I, I believe it, I believe it was the U. I believe it was you. The uh, U. I know you and my husband both say the U because he went to Miami too. So I always say Miami is like, no, it's the U. I'm like, okay. and now you go the U. So, it, it's yeah. it's the U. It's the U. It's fine. It's, we'll, we'll take Miami, but she went to Miami. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but yes, we're quite. Oh no, I, I mean she went bananas, but that's what I'm saying. It's like 
you can't help but be your best self when you're around people like Becky Hammond and Chelsea Gray, for that matter. I mean, there were times in the timeout huddles that Chelsea Gray was animated while the coaches were having a coach's discussion mm-hmm. on their own. She was in the huddle like, listen, hey, we're going to do this A, B, and C. When you see this coming, you're going to go over here and do this. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that's a leader. That's who, if you're in the huddle and timeout before the coaches come in and a player is taking yeah. that much ownership of what to do in terms of execution and the little things that happen like that on the floor. I mean, Becky Hammond played the game. She understands it, obviously, clearly. It, there's just something when you have someone right there on the floor with you saying the same things in essence, right? Yeah. But when you have that kind of confidence level that Chelsea Gray displayed in the playoffs in general, but especially in that game four, I mean, I, I don't know. There, there. I don't. I'm trying to think of something to compare it to. And I, I think when you know when you're talking about hot shooting, I think it's more than that. I mean, I think it's more than oh, what no, she did offensively. Absolutely. Like, I think it was, you know, she had so many jump balls throughout the playoffs. I mean, it was like that grit and that grimy through the mud, dig it out, you know, point God execution that she had. And I think it was more of the consistency of that. And yes, in game three, she had those 11 points in the first half, but they also changed coverages on her a little bit, put some length on her, put Bonner in that trap and, and got the ball out of her hand a lot. Um, and took away some of her vision, her playmaking ability in that game. And Connecticut got that one um, in their first game back at home in the series. But I just think to respond from that, right? You know, dug herself back, yeah. got herself back on track, um, knowing that they didn't want to go back to Vegas, even though they love their fans and everything. They wanted to finish that thing off in four. Yeah. And she knew that she was the mainstay. She knew that she was the, you know, the bottom line on that. And, and when it came down to it, boil everything out, what's remaining, the point God. And she yeah. just, if she was scoring or, or setting up a play, she had something to do with every single possession in game four. And that's why they got it. And, and, and to your point, defensively, she was really, really solid. I mean, she kept, she kept helping, right? You know, she kept closing the game on the post. There would be a baseline drive or a post up and she'd be the person coming over to help and close at the baseline and getting steals out of that turning what's supposed to be a negative situation when your point guard's going down to cover a big, most likely. Yep. She's turning that situation into a positive. And and then on the other end, obviously, the decision making with the ball in her hands, not just the scoring was outstanding. I mean, she you could see in the post game, um, Nikias Duncan, he had asked her about. the spacing before in a different game right she was like i'm not going to tell you because it's It's game two i think (laughs) yeah game two and then and then he comes back after game four Mm -hmm. you know asking about um asking about the spacing and she broke it down and it was so funny because she got so into every little detail that Asia Wilson just looks over to her and goes, you're talking really fast, but okay. <laughs> yeah. I think I think Asia wanted to get out of there. Asia was like, we need to yeah. end this media so we can get the party going. Yeah. Uh, and, and, I, and I think that's why Chelsea wrapped it up. But it was so interesting just to hear her like immediately just mm-hmm. be able to replay certain things that were happening in the game from memory. You know, That's what the yeah. great point guards do. And I think certainly for Becky Hammond, one of the best things that, has hap- that happened to her this season, beyond getting this amazing team, that has the MVP, uh, Kelsey Plum, who was mo- she was what six woman of the year last year, and mm-hmm. now she's all WNBA. Jackie Young, who had a tremendous season, DR Camp, getting all of this talent, but also getting Chelsea Gray, 
who could lead this team and was the unquestioned leader. It was it was crazy to hear how often Asia would just say, we got to listen to Chelsea. We got to follow Chelsea, like whatever Chelsea says, right? And for that, I just thought that that sort of deference from the MVP to your non-all-star player. Again, this is one player. Oh, I have a stat. Sorry. I totally forgot about the stat. I looked it up Great right before. Stat, uh, finals MVPs who did not make the all-star team that, that, that season. Yeah. Um, all right. So I got, I don't know if this no, is. It, it can't be a lot. I don't know because I didn't go through all of them because I did. I, I was like, hey, this is a good idea to talk about the podcast like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> um, so I just have to go with the ones that I figured. So I have a list of one, two, three, four, five, six players. Wow. I would not have thought it would be that many. I didn't either, but it might be more too. Remember, this is, this is potentially non-exhaustive. Um, but <laughs> 2003, Ruth Riley with Detroit. Yeah. yeah. 2004, Betty Lennox with Seattle. <laughs> Betty Boop. And uh, then in 2008, Katie Smith did it with Detroit. Okay. Uh, this one was interesting. 2016, Candace Parker did not make the All-Star game. Unless I'm, unless I'm mistaken. I'll double check. Let us know. I don't know. Can somebody give us I'm, I'm, I'm they Googling. Won the title. They That's won the title. LA won she... the title that year, but she was not an All-Star. Intriguing. Yeah. Nugget. Gabe, nice one. Okay. And, that, and then Chelsea Gray <laughs> did it. Obviously in 2020 and then in 2019, uh, Emma Miesemann did it. But just to get back to the point, like I just couldn't believe how much control Chelsea had over the situation and how much yeah. that team trusted her. And, and that's why they won. I mean, there's no there's no way around that. The reason they won this championship is because they had so much trust in each other. They all knew what they had to do and they were all on the same page. And I think that was a, in big part due to Becky Hammond and mm -hmm. due to Chelsea Gray. And Asia Wilson for saying, hey, we got those two are the people we got to listen to to have that sort of unselfish leadership outstanding. And that's and that's why, you know, they won this title. Yeah. And and I think also, I mean, coming into the finals, the question was, well, well, not will, but how much will Derek Hamby play? Yeah. And he said, we need her. Right. And. Becky Hammond was like, she's our, our, our toughest, grittiest, mm -hmm. uh, down-in-the-mud kid who's going to be playing hard in the paint for us. And we need that presence on the glass. Um, Kia Stokes did a, a magnificent job on the glass, uh, by the way, coming in. Yeah. I know it was just under eight boards a game coming in um, before that final series. So she was doing that work. She's not going to give you a lot of offense, but what she is going to give you is stops. And sometimes that's more important when you have other people who can supply the buckets and each of the four players that we mentioned before with Jackie Young, Kelsey Plum, Chelsea Gray, and, and MVP, two-time MVP, Asia Wilson, they're going to get you some buckets. So it's not like she had pressure on her to score, but what she did, she came in and was a star in her mm -hmm. role. So kids, boys, girls, look at what that role was and how important it was, especially in the absence of a ton of minutes that Dierica Hamby did not play, right? I think Kia Stokes is the un unsung hero. For sure. Uh, Raquana Williams, too, off the bench that was very narrow. <laughs> they did not go deep into that bench all season. Um, but a lot of players, as you've said in the past, you know, have been players off the bench are now starting for the Aces. So um, it could be skewed a little bit in that regard. But when you're talking about impact, I mean, Chelsea Gray, when you you just have that drive, I mean, you're just cut differently. When you have that kind of drive and you can sustain it and not just command it of your teammates, but demand it of yourself first. So the integrity behind the way that she played is something that I'll, I will never forget. Yeah, no, it, it was 
outstanding. And the, 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 to your point, I talked about this after game three because I went to Connecticut. Uh, yeah, I went to Connecticut. How uh, was that, by the way? It was a mission to get there. It was an absolute, <laughs> I missed a train. Oh, it, ended up, it ended up costing me more no. just for the train to Connecticut than it would have to fly to Vegas uh, for games <laughs> one no. or two. What? I'm and so then we, sorry. and then uh, I don't know if you know this, but Connecticut's not quite like Las Vegas. Um, that, at least Uncasville is not. Uh, it was nice though. We had a lovely time. I got to see some, got to see some people, got to see some great basketball. After that game, though, I said biggest thing that the Vegas, the Aces need to address mm-hmm. is getting something out of that fifth spot. You know, because they had yeah. they had their starting four with Gray, Plum, mm-hmm. Young, and Wilson, mm-hmm. and then Hamby was kind of in and out because of the injury. She was not hundred percent. I don't think throughout the playoffs, she was not hundred percent. No, I think Kia Stokes was doing a pretty good job, but there was times where, you know, you couldn't have her in the game because she'd be played off the floor or she would just right. be in foul trouble or for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And then there's Raquana Williams, baby, who <laughs> she has not had a good season she, she, by her standards. She hasn't had a good season. And, uh, you know, as, as people might remember, she is an absolute bucket 51 points in the game. With the Tulsa Shock, we love um, 51, 51. It's 50. for reference. Sorry, go ahead. There we go. I digress. I didn't. I, I didn't even do that on purpose. I did. Um, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, but Bay, so Bay comes in and has you know game of her life, uh, seventeen points. Actually, I guess it's not the game of her life because she had fifty one in the game. But it may be it was the most important minutes of her yes. life potentially, uh, depending on what and depending on how you want to talk about her at Los Angeles is. But 17 points in game four, 11 in the fourth quarter. She hit dagger after dagger. And it was really interesting to see Becky Hammond respond yes. to Connecticut's huge lineup, which we had talked about a lot. They have played some. It was not as effective. It was super effective in game three. I was like, this is the breakthrough for the big lineup. And then <laughs> Becky Hammond responded to it by bringing in her shortest bench player. Yeah. And having the shortest lineup that they've played all season and, and Raquana hitting shots was the exact thing that ended up winning, it, it finishing off Connecticut in that game. Yeah, but that's what I love, you know. And, and yeah. we were talking about that. Weren't we debating that a little bit? Yeah, we were. We, we were saying that because it's like, okay, they're going to do this. And okay, now we got to match that with the big lineup. And I'm like, no, because they've got to match up with what you bring to the floor and Becky Hammond on that same page of thinking same song, different verse, right? Oh my gosh. And it worked, you know, and you know, you're not going to reinvent the wheel. We said that you're not Mm going to go into postseason play or in the final series or whatever. And all of a sudden do this complete overhaul of what got you there. But I'm sure in practices, there's a mix of combinations of players that you look at, Hey, if this, happens maybe we can go to this look or if this happens you know we might be able to go big or small or whatever and and kind of match make them match us instead of us like you know being reactive to everything that's happening to us like okay let's be proactive you're going to do that but we're going to counter that and then see how you handle it and they were not handling that well at all well I, i think connecticut did a pretty good job it just it, 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 when it got to that point, it was about making shots and not making shots. And Raquana was hotter than any of uh, the Connecticut players. And Connecticut, as we've talked about, struggles to get offense when they're in that big lineup. And I think, to your point, Becky's idea of saying, you know what? We're not going to be able to out-defense them. But they kind of struggle scoring with that with their spacing in yes. that lineup. 
So if we go offense, we're probably going to have the advantage here to your point, which I think is the thinking behind those, behind yeah. those moves. Um, and just it, it came down to shot making and Raquana Williams was on fire. Um, yeah. But I think, you know, it to be proactive to what Becky mm-hmm. did was she attacked the mismatch that she created. There it is. You don't just go big and then not attack, you know, whatever mismatch you have. Yeah. And to, I'm not saying Kurt Miller didn't do a great job of that because no, no. Vegas went to that zone and it worked out. But right. Um, if for for Becky, what I think what she did amazing was we're running Raquana off all these screens. Whoever has the biggest player on the floor on her, which would be Bree Jones, Bree was usually on Raquana. Yeah. Was running the screen. Or ghosting it, slipping it, getting to the yep, getting to the wings, um, and Raquana was able to hit from those positions. And I thought yep. to to not only create that mismatch, but then to use it, um, I think that step that last step is missed a lot. And yep. I think uh, Becky nailed it, and that's why they won the game. Absolutely, and it nailed it, and it nailed it again, and nailed it again, and nailed it. Again. But that's I love that. Do. But that's what you do, right? Until an adjustment is made again. Yes. Like, okay, here's our counter, and now it's now we're going to flow through that for a little mm-hmm. while. Right. And and it was what they needed, you know, to get that separation. I mean, it was a three point game. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Down the stretch. And then that fourth quarter, it, it just opened up for for Las Vegas. And I, I just think when when you have that again, that trust and that's what Becky Hammond preached mm-hmm. all postseason was we have trust in one another. Right. And I think when you have that, it just it just really bows for a ton of confidence to be displayed. And I think that's what you saw and Raquana Williams, like they needed those, mm-hmm. they needed those buckets. They needed that momentum swing to solidify it right on the road. I mean, it, it was just deafening. I mean, the silence was deafening yeah. <laughs> because she just went on that tear and, and those shots. I mean, it wasn't silent in my house because no. <laughs> we were going off. Was... Like, it was like, what in the world? Raquana was just like, I mean, locked in. You know, yeah. you just saw her so focused. And the fact that she had that smile on her face when I think Connecticut called that timeout after her third bucket in a row. Mm-hmm. I think she had those nine in a row, nine points in a row. And, um, you know, that's just that, that swag, that, you know, that moxie, that fight, that great. That's, uh, that's that swag from the U. Oh, if, you, if you knew, if you know the U invented the, swag. The, the U again. The, the U invented <laughs> swagger. Obviously, okay. Bay has she a lot of it. And <laughs> Bay Buckets was getting it. She, she, was she getting it. yeah. I, I think she would have uh, had plenty of confidence no matter where she went to, to college. True. <laughs> um, True. But no, I I think um, that I really love what Becky said after the game was mm-hmm. she would she would tell her team throughout the year was if you guys believe in yourselves as much as I believe in you, we will accomplish great things. Simple to, to give so like just to give your team that power. Yeah. Um. I don't think that's you know at the professional level. I feel like that's something that can be like lost a little bit. Just like mm-hmm. you know, there there's a difference between doing like rah rah stuff and then getting people to like believe in what you believe in, right? Absolutely. I think she just did an amazing job of that this year. Yeah, and that's hard to do. I mean, you can say that if all you want to. Yeah. But still, the players that actually buy in and mm-hmm. lock into that and and trust it, right? Like they've probably heard it before too. Yeah. Right on other teams, like whether it be Olympics or, or wherever, college, high school, AAU, all of it. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they've heard it. I've said it before, you know, to kids. And, you know, I, I think it, it all comes down to the mentality of the players and, and what they are are willing to let in to their headspace. And I think they just bought all the way into it. And, yeah, I mean, it made sense to them. Yeah. And they could flip that switch and leave that thing on. 
and they wanted to win it. You know, they were disappointed last year not being able to, to bring it home. And sometimes, not sometimes, all the time. I mean, losing, that creates a winning mentality, unfortunately. But that's just the way it is. I think there's um, the anticipation of getting back to have another opportunity to win is what Vegas had in their back pocket before the season even started. Mm -hmm. So for them to manifest <laughs> and, and come back through this season, the way that they did hit some pitfalls and, you know, here and there had some struggles, but fought their way through it. Um, I think that's most impressive as well. If you see the storybook of it all from game one to the championship game, who that team became, right? Yeah. I mean, some questions preseason are always, Hey, what's the personality of this team? Hey, we got to be around each other a little bit more. Every season's different. We have new pieces, new coach, you know, mm -hmm. everything. So I think now you can ask that question at the yeah. end of the call when they have the, the championship trophy hoisted above their heads is that, you know, they had to, they had to buy in. That's it's a mentality. And I think that's an example for all of us who are in sports, you know, to see that actually happen. It was pretty impressive. I, I thought it was a wonderful job of that. And that's the most, and, and as we always say, that's the most important thing. You know, you can have a, you can have the best drawn up plays ever uh, and you won't win a game if they're not bought in. You will um, not. You will and, not. and shouts, shouts to Connecticut because they were fully bought in too. You know, they were now, that team did not let go of the rope um, at any point. You know, I thought in game three, it could have been easy to just say, Hey, you know, season's over, pack it in. They didn't. And even in game four, they, they had it in their minds that they were going to win the series. Right. Until yeah. that final buzzer. You're right. Um, so I think they deserve a lot of credit. I think what Kurt Miller built in Connecticut um, has been an outstanding piece of basketball construction mm -hmm. uh, that's going to change now, uh, unfortunately, because of free agency. I mean, we're likely looking at Bree Jones leaving um, mm -hmm. and maybe maybe further changes we don't know yet, but uh, – it, it was just a little, it was heartbreaking. It wasn't a little heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking to see that team lose in the way that they did because they, they are, um, I think, of championship level. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, to have Alyssa Thomas have back-to-back -back triple doubles in the finals for the first time in the history of the league, come on. Uh, you know, she was doing everything that she possibly could for triple doubles uh, for her in total this year. And, I mean, she just took it upon herself to just just throw caution to the wind and just go for it in every aspect of the game. And you just saw how hard she was plugging away. And so it's I mean, it's heartbreaking in that regard. But it's also difficult because they had Jasmine Thomas out. And I said that I before know. we were talking about it. And I'm like, man, if it comes down to it and then you look at how and who knows what would have happened had right. she played. However, when Vegas went small, that would have been a counter, a possible mm -hmm. counter. Who knows? I'm not Kurt Miller. I'm not claiming to be. It makes it much harder. It makes it, it makes much it, harder to go small. It makes it much harder to match the speed, right? Mm -hmm. And defensively to, you know, stick with those matchups that Vegas presented by going small. So, you know, that's always going to, uh, I mean, it makes my ribs hurt to think how they're thinking, right? Yeah tighten up for them because it, it's it's such a hard journey to get all the way to the finals and they've been there a couple times now and not come out with the title and you know they've had issues 
uh, injury issues, you know, last year with Alyssa Thomas coming back late in the game after that. Um, I mean, late in the, in the season, season, yeah, late in the season, but I meant late in the game, <laughs> uh, late in the game of the season, the, season, yeah, the, um, the, G, the big G game, big G, the big G. and you know, it, it just seems like it's always something, you know, and I just, I, I know as a coach that that's frustrating because you can't control that. You can't do anything about that. But I mean, also as a coach, there's all the things like, well, what if, what, oh, what if we had that? Yeah. <laughs> what if we had this? And, and that's hard. And maybe that's just me because I kind of analyze things in a very fine tooth comb way. But I think if you're any kind of competitor, you have to think about that, right? Yeah, of course. Well, it's just sad because yeah. the one time we saw this team fully go, um was in 2019 finals and that was i mean yeah i don't think brie jones was playing a, a major role in that no she was yeah she played a lot though yeah yeah, yeah that she yeah. had a breakout in those playoffs but i mean you yeah. know she was only playing oh she only averaged four minutes a game okay she sure. played a lot more than that in that last game though yeah yeah in the last in the last thomas both you know um i think Alyssa thomas and jj mm-hmm. both had foul trouble in that game yeah, and but they were that game. they were five minutes from the finals. I mean, I, I think we look back on that Mystics title and it felt kind of destined. But with, with five minutes left to go in that game, I really we really didn't think uh, Washington was going to pull it off. Yeah. Um, and, and we thought Connecticut was going to get that championship. Mm-hmm. And then you look back on it and you say, yeah. "Wow, like that was the last time we saw this team full go, and we didn't even yeah. get to see it in its most." And it's best form with Bree Jones. Yes. Um, may, there's a, a slight possibility that Bree Jones is back. I don't know. It depends on what her offers are. It depends what happens um, with the rest of their team. I don't think they could afford another. I, I'm going to go. I don't. I mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I'm going right. to say they cannot afford another max player on this yep. roster. Um, I don't even think they can, you know, get someone who's close to the max. So right. depending on her offers, she's probably gone. And we didn't get to see it to your point, not having Jasmine Thomas this year. And, and, and again, back to your point. Yeah. Jasmine Thomas changes everything. Right. Cause then yeah. not only is it harder to go small against Las Vegas, Jasmine Thomas is a pretty good. Def- if I had to pick a defender for Chelsea gray, that's what I'm saying. Jasmine Thomas is pretty high up on the list. That's what I'm saying. And, and if, or if I need someone to cover someone off ball, well, I have Dewana Bonner on Chelsea gray. Jasmine Every- Thomas is pretty high up on that list. Um, yeah. So it was just it, it is frustrating and and yeah. tough to not yeah. have her out there. And then also that big lineup works a lot better because you have someone who can get into the post um, and shoot from three a little bit more consistently and not to take anything away from Courtney Williams and Tisha Heideman. Those two played a great job. But it, you look at how close it, they came. That's what I mean. And you, and you have to point to that Jasmine Thomas injury. But hopefully, you know, hopefully this team is not I don't think well, they're not going they're not done. I think they're going to be a contender. Um, yeah. more or less because of Alyssa Thomas and if, they, and if John Cole Jones and Dewana and everyone's back mm-hmm. next year, this team's awesome still. Yeah, but it it is it just you know it it, it uh it's not the best. It's just like it, it does kind of it's brutal to see them not get the full chance that they deserve. I know, and you know, and that takes nothing away from Vegas. So no, 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 don't no, no, at no. us or whatever, saying like, well, they said we spent twenty five minutes talking about Vegas. Right, come on. Now. <laughs> I'm just putting that out there as a disclaimer. Um, so, but when you when you talk about how, you know, this Connecticut team has has been constructed, right, and Alyssa Thomas doing everything that she's been able to do, 
I think when you really look at the lack of consistency and and shot making ability, Mm -hmm. especially with Bonner in this, in this series, I thought that was critical for their success. Um, She got going in, in game three, a little bit, game four, a little bit, but boy, that game two, she was struggling. What was it? Two for 18, two for 18 combined in the first two games. And they just really needed more out of her. And I know she was giving it all. It's not that she was like, you know, holding back. It just wasn't falling and that happens. And that's what happened. Um, And then Heidemann too was struggling. Yeah. After such, after a huge game three, she was awesome in game three. Just got to make them. And that's the thing. It's like, it comes down to the basics and the fundamentals. Comes down to counter of the counter when it, when it comes to um, your strategy and your schemes um, on both sides of it. But, you know, those two, I thought it was really tough and, and credit Vegas for that. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, some looks are wide open and they didn't knock them in, but you know, I think Vegas did a good job scrambling and they did a good job on mm-hmm. the glass and they were limiting the second chance opportunities. You know, Courtney Williams, one of the best, rebounding guards in the league she got in there a couple times but that was game three she got a ton of boards in that game but when things like that happened to vegas they made changes or they made adjustments and they focused on the things that hurt them in the next game they they took some things away so you know that's what it's all about but you got to make shots but i thought vegas at the end of the day took away what connecticut wanted to do and how they wanted to score and the pace of play they wanted to play with and you know they got their title because they they you know, stay the course with it and yeah. trust it again, each other. But I think with Connecticut, I, I like, again, I don't know what we're going to see in terms of roster for them next year. I mean, and I, I, I think, the, right now. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I think there could be yeah. a lot, a lot of different things. I don't know how much, um, you know, John calls in the contract next year. I don't know if she wants to say, Hey, I'm out of here or, <laughs> you know, who knows what the prioritization rule, what changes, we're not going to take the prior. We'll take the prioritization rules. Big, We're going to kick the can down the road a little bit um, and deal with that probably in the mock off season. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it, it's just um, yeah, they couldn't get done. And I, I think this team still lacks, mm-hmm. even with Jasmine Thomas, they still lack someone that can create their own shot from the perimeter. And I think Dewana Bonner, she can do that in bits and pieces, but she's not the number one option there. Mm-hmm. I think John Quill Jones hasn't been able to kind of develop that ability to drive from the perimeter as fluidly as someone like Asia Wilson mm. has done. Right. And not, and yeah. now that Asia's taking threes, it, yeah. it really is a much bigger threat. Um, okay. And you didn't, and you didn't see John Quell kind of take over as much as we'd like her to. And I think this is something easy for us to say and something that we say often about a lot of players, mm-hmm. but eight shots in game four. And and to me, if you're you are the best player on this team, there has to be a different way to get you shots. And I, I don't know. Obviously, Vegas did everything to stop her, but I would still want you to just say, "Hey, I'm gonna go do it." Asia did it too, and and it did cost uh, the Aces some games, both in the regular season and the playoffs. But at points, Asia was just like, "Yeah, I don't care. You could put whoever. You could put eight people on me. I'm gonna score right now." <laughs> and I didn't see that as much from JJ. Mm, interesting. I, I I I agree with that because. You know, for as as much of a, a focal point as she was for the Aces defensively, mm-hmm. like we, I don't know where JJ is, and they they did um, make her take tough shots. I mean, that step back three, that fader mm-hmm. from three, that's a tough shot, but it's contested and it went in. But she's got, you know, there. Are, I mean, she was MVP last year for a reason, right? right. 
And I think Asia Wilson said it as well. Like, we know who she is and what she is able to do, but it's our job to disrupt that. It's our job to make it difficult for her to do the things that she likes to do. And I think they did a good job of putting pressure on the basketball, right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't just whoever was guarding JJ, whoever was guarding John Quill Jones did a good job of denying and staying loose, which they did. But when you're talking about post defense, it's not just the one-on-one matchup down in there, right? Mm -hmm. It's everybody else playing angles. It's everybody else with the high hand in the passer space. So they don't get clean looks in there. And the plays can't be made if they can't see him. So that's and like, everybody talking on defense. Please. Everybody talking, or why are you playing? You're not playing real defense if you're not, I'm not talking. talking. Doc yeah. Rivers, shout out. But listen, I I just thought that it was it was a collective effort against John Cole Jones. Yes, her direct matchups were were tough for her to get mm-hmm. the touches that she wanted, but give credit where credit is due on the pressure on the ball. Yeah, not to allow clean looks to come to her and and allow for her to get opportunities, which she made some tough shots that are contested shots. She made some tough ones. But if she yeah. has limited touches, that that'll win you some games and that one Vegas championship. It did. It did. And and I think she just has to be a little bit more. And we and I do want to talk about Bosnia and Herzegovina and her performance last night. Not to I just want to like break it down briefly. Okay. Um, but she doesn't you know, sometimes like she, she doesn't just impose her her uh, her will and her space. And I think it also it affects her when she's trying to make the right play. Right. That's, I think she's always looking to make the right play. It's like right. I've drawn two. OK, you know, and that is the right play. But sometimes mm-hmm. I need you to make the wrong play and then do it right. You know, because you're <laughs> that good. You can make the wrong play and it still end yeah. up OK for us. I, and this isn't I'm, I'm not trying to put it on John Cole. I'm just saying no. I wish we saw her to get more shots um, because on the flip side, we saw Asia and Chelsea outside of that one game for Chelsea. Yeah. We saw Asia and Chelsea just absolutely say, it's on me. I don't care what's going to happen. I'm going. I, I don't. Maybe we yeah. lose, but it's going to be on me whether we yeah. win or lose. And I thought that was um, – that's why – that was a huge reason why the Aces were able to win. And John Cole isn't able to do it, and that would be okay. I think she has a – I really like the Dolphins' new coach, Miami Dolphins' new coach, Mike McDaniel, I think is his name. Okay. But I, I heard him on a podcast. He was like, you know – uh, adversity is an opportunity, and so this is this is adversity. It's an opportunity to figure out how to get better. And who knows? Maybe the spacing makes more sense next year in Connecticut. Maybe it works out, and they're back in the finals. Um, but heartbreaking loss for them. I'm, I'm sure they're not thinking about the future. Let's talk about the Aces, though. Yeah, really quick. Um, before we get too far too far afield, uh, Aces. Pretty much everyone this team is back next year. Um, only three free agents, Kia Stokes, Sydney Colson, and uh, Teresa Plaisance. Uh Sydney and Teresa didn't play that much, but they still had big roles. They did. They, they had big roles on this team. They kept everyone loose. And Kia, as we mentioned earlier, had a big role. But still, everyone else back in an Aces uniform next year as of right now. Uh, I love it. I love it for them. Um, you know, you were talking about that free way of playing. And sometimes when you get into the finals, Mm-hmm. everyone knows especially when you played teams like every other day right yep. <laughs> for game four right you, you understand personnel you understand the looks that teams want so sometimes you do have to break a play to make a play and and it's okay to do that and I think you saw that in the aces and the way that they played mm-hmm. and they took advantage where they saw opportunity and it wasn't necessarily drawn up on the board uh every time but when it was drawn up on that board those ATOs yeah. Tell you like, 
very, very good. Um, but sometimes when, you know, things are taken away out of those sets, right? Well, they know they're going to pin down. Well, they know they're going to stagger away. They know they're doing this, that, and the other thing. And what? What about this now, right? What about now I'm driving? I'm not looking for a shot on this action. And so I think there were some times where there was a lot of read and react from Las Vegas that really served them well. And mm -hmm. that regarding the confidence to do so, right? And, and it worked out for them. So I, I think you just have to take that deep dive. I think you have to go for it. Um, teams are going to take away your strengths. So you have to find another way to get it done. Yeah. And that's the persistence and the resilience of this team. And I think with all of them coming back, it's only going to be better because now you've put another log on that fire, honey. And they won it. Last year they lost it. Now they've won it. So now the expectations are going to be different. They were number one seed going into the mm -hmm. WNBA playoffs. So they want that. I mean, that's what Kelsey Plum said during the game. We, we want that. Yeah. <laughs> like when it got really physical. <laughs> yeah. They want the physical play. They want the challenge of doing it again. And now they'll have all the pieces to try. Yeah. I mean, I, well, we should mention that uh, Derek Hamby is pregnant. So I don't, I mean, depends it's on how many. In the months. I think. Yeah. I don't know. She'll, yeah. she, I mean, she may play. I don't know. Women are incredible. <laughs> I don't know. I, they are. I, I'm not playing uh, if if I gave birth uh, at any point in the I'm year in which the season is taking place. But I'm not women because women are incredible. Um, someone who's gone through it three times, I told you, I don't know how she played. But Y'all are incredible. Just just doing it sounds crazy. Playing basketball after is a, is a different step. Um, but so maybe Dierica, it, it, you know, we'll see if she's out for the whole season for part of the season. Who knows? Yeah. But, you know, they they seem to be able to, you know, mix and match and create new things. And yeah, I remember they also have two pretty good rookies on this team, uh, Kirsten Bell and Asia Shepard. Yeah. Asia Shepard played real minutes this year. Uh, Kirsten Bell didn't get as much opportunity, but, no. you know, with a full offseason, because remember, these players don't get an offseason, with a full no. offseason and, and playing in Europe. Well, I don't know. I don't know if they're playing in Europe, but I'm assuming yeah. they're going to play in Europe. They're going to get a lot of work. And yeah. Eliana Repair currently playing in the World Cup, right? She is on mm -hmm. the she's, yeah, she's playing right now. Um right. actually probably she's probably not she's probably playing tonight's game. I don't know if she played this morning. Um but she's she's gonna have another you know season of growth yeah. in Europe and she'll come back. So this team has a lot of depth if their rookies can develop. Um and then they should have some cap space depending on what happens uh, again with Dierica mm -hmm. to even fill in more around this team. Uh, so yeah, yeah. It looks like, uh, yeah. the aces are not going anywhere. Uh, benevolent hoop says aces will win at least two of the next five championships. Five. Wow. Two of the at least two of the next five count it. What do you think about that? I, I, I'm not, let's see the two of the next five. So that could, I mean, it doesn't have to be next year, but it could be in the next five years Two in the next five. I think that's a possibility, especially if they all stay, if they all stay. You know, I think that's a, a big part of it. The teams that were in the top five, six in the league this year mm -hmm. had continuity with their personnel, right? When you look at that, um, and although there were coaching changes, the personnel is the same. Mm -hmm. So chemistry, I think, bodes well when you're talking about a dynasty or repeat wins or, you know, a, a trifecta of championships, if you will, in the next five years, get two more. I think it's, I, I don't think it's overly ambitious to say that. I think it's quite possible, but I, I love the fact that that they're all coming back. And, yeah. you know, I think that just serves them so well. And I mean, Natalie Williams, shout out to her. That's fine. No, no. I made so many, like, and I Nikki Fargus. Connections. And Nikki, oh my God, 
Nikki, Jennifer AZ, all of them. I, I just think it, it, when I was out there, I'm telling you, they, they were doing it the right way because they have, it's player led. Yeah. Right? Mark Davis, uh, you know, he, he is in full support of it. It's not just some, you know, side hustle that he's no, doing with true. the WNBA. Like he's like, no, he's bought in, he's poured in, he's brought alumni back several times throughout the summer to show them that they are respected for the, the foundation that they laid for this group. And I just think that it's, it's, they're doing it the right way. When you're talking about uh, how to run a professional women's basketball league and you have players there and you have players who played in the WNBA, you have um, coaches who have played in the WNBA. I just think that it, it's just, there's just something about that magic um, that they bring to the building and they just have the support of the city yeah. in that regard. And they're on that bus. Did you see when we were talking about the parade, it's just like the, the city has bought into the connections awesome. that they have. And I mean, it was in the building for round one against Phoenix. And I was just looking around like, this is, this is what it's supposed to be. And I told Nikki that I was like, Nikki, this is what it's supposed to be like. This is so cool. Like, this is, this is how it's supposed to be done. Our, our kids need to see this. Mm -hmm. Little girls in the building need to see this. And little boys, too. Their little sons, they were there. You know, Jennifer Azy's son, he was there. And, you know, it's just for them to see that they're being supported in that way. And the level of respect is where it is. And that's it's, where it should yeah. be, always. Yeah. And grow from there. Like, exactly. from here and go here. I love it. Now, shout, shouts to uh, Daryl, all the Vegas fans that were in Vegas. If you're in Vegas, let us know. Shouts to Shakita. I didn't mention this at the top, but Shakita said aces in four like a oh, while ago. Aces see. in four a while ago. And Ty, Tiger, I believe, also uh, predicted aces oh, in four. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I think the aces are going to be up top. And, and then you look at the other teams around the aces, the other contenders. Well, you look at Chicago. Chicago is going to be a year older. I'm certainly like can contend next year with Kansas okay. Parker, Clear Copper. Um but they are a year older and we saw them, you know, maybe age affected them this year and mm -hmm. also prioritization rules are going to come into effect them. We just talked about a lot about Connecticut and yeah. how they're going to change. We, you know, you look at um, Seattle, who knows what's going to happen in Seattle. Um, yeah. You know, Brianna Stewart may be gone. Obviously, Sue Bird's moving on. Jewel Lloyd's going to be there. But what's going to be around Jewel Lloyd is a mystery. Um, so I don't I don't I don't know what's going to happen in Seattle. And then you look at Washington and Washington is kind of the team that has the continuity as well going into next year with one of the best players. I think what we were saying before, like as long as the aces have Asia Wilson, they will compete for titles. Yeah. That's how good she is. She's period. one of those players. She's the top, yeah. top of the top, top yeah. of the top, period. All right. Yeah. And no. I mean, it's, she's phenomenal. I mean, she's phenomenal. I mean, she has a statue outside of the arena at South Carolina, but the stories, I, it's, I keep going back to that. And it's outside of the X's and O's yeah. the stories, how she said, my grandmother had to walk the long way and couldn't mm. even walk on this campus. And here I have a statue of myself here. And for her to be saying that through tears, I, you know, those are the moments that I don't forget, you know, and we're talking about the journey and yes, they lost last year in the playoffs and, the journey of this season with a new coach, but it's like, it goes deeper than that. When you're talking about who these women are and what they stand for and what they stand in, right? And how it's bigger than them. And they, they get that, they understand that. 
Um, I just think that's the beauty of, of basketball, but it's the beauty of our women in this WNBA. I just, I love it. And uh, more stories like that need to continue to be told. And we need to know about who these people are and, and not just, well, who's Asia Wilson? Well, 25 points and 12 rebounds. Okay, that's great. And not, not discounting, but man, these are our human beings. Man. These are our women in, in Asia. You know, her story when she was like 12, 13, and wasn't very good. You know, Don Sally yeah. said she was not good, man. But she put the time in. You know, her father, Roscoe, got her in the gym and she put that work and, and got better. And now look at her. It's just those kinds of things. And I know it sounds like, you know, I don't know, like a small thing. But to me, you know, there are no small no. things. It's always a big thing. And it's it's building of a foundation of the love of the game and, you know, the sacrifices of generations before you. And now you're you're seeing the fruit of all the prayers and the labor of love and all these things. And I don't know. I could go on and on, but we need to get going soon. Well, I think it going. But I just, I just, that it, it just, it just reaches a part of me that, um, you know, I, I really yeah. love to to know that about these players. Like they didn't just all of a sudden pop on the scene. Like there was struggle before the success, right? There was a seed planted a long time ago, and now the fruits of of what it was planted long ago is is showing up. And that's what it takes. It doesn't happen overnight. It, yeah. There's work involved, and these women have put the work in. So. No, it was it was inspiring, and to your point, yes. um, team like yeah, X and those matter, fit matters, but you know whatever, getting value on the free agent market, hitting threes, yada yada, that stuff matters. But you know, mentality matters a lot more, uh, and that's really the thing you can control. You can't yeah. control all the time all the time the shot goes in, but you can control your mentality, your story, and and what you believe you're doing. And I think yeah. the Aces absolutely accomplished that. And Asia, just a, an outstanding example of everything you want. To be, you know, I there's like this like conversation about who's the face of the league and all this crap. I'm like, I don't care who the if you want to name one face of the league, I don't have one. I got a lot because there's a lot of players with with stories like that. But yeah, um, yeah Asia's at the top. Asia's at the top of the uh, top of the mountain uh, on top of pretty much every player in this league, especially right now. Uh, no, no one, no one beating her with the title with the MVP trophy and everything she's accomplished and, and to come all that way and to finish it. You know, I think. This year, 2022, was uh, the year of South Carolina bigs finishing the job, right? <laughs> yes. We had Leah Blossom do it Leah in Bob. college. Uh, we had Asia Wilson do it in the pros, um, and they both did it in this, in a similar way with all that, um, you know, leadership, with all the with not only what they did on the court, but what they did off the court and right. how they brought the people along with them. Um, two very different leaders, too. I'm excited to do, because I'm telling you what, I'm, I'm hitting this drum all season long, the Aaliyah Boston, Asia Wilson comparisons are coming. Um, um, but it, I was just, it was really cool to see both of them do what yeah. they did in the same way that they did and, and complete that narrative arc. Um, mm -hmm. And then starting a new one, you know, we'll, we'll see, right. uh, we'll see what happens going forward. Tiger says it was a SC redemption year. I mean, they may, all right, but they made the championship the year before and like Asia has been one of the best players in the league, but what, it's fine. Redemption's fine. Right, but there, the, I think I understand what you're saying. I get it, I get it. You, you, but there's, but that's what I'm saying. Like you have to some, well, most times lose first. Yeah. To know what it takes to win, and I think both of them had to yeah. do that. You know, as crushing as it was to lose the year before for both of them, and, and it's and it's tough because you never go into any games like that thinking that you will lose. Like you're going in 
with your mind locked in on winning mm -hmm. and how to get that done for your team. And when it didn't happen for both of them, I'm sure that was like, I mean, it was tight, but it was necessary. And I think Becky Hammond post game after the championship game, she said, you know, it's a process. I don't, I don't take back or want to redo anything that was tough for me because that prepared me for what's happening now. Right. Yeah. And I think those two young women can say the same thing. Boston and Wilson, they can say the same thing. Like it, it's not always going to be an easy thing. You're not just going to land on the top of the mountain. You've got to struggle and climb and slide back down sometimes, but still fight to get to the top. And I think that's the lesson that they've learned for themselves, but it's also a lesson that they have proven to the players coming behind them who may have yep. crushing losses like that and how to deal with that. You don't just say, ah, forget it. I'm never going to win one. Well, you won't because you're, you're saying that, right? But if you stay the course and if you fight for what you want, it's not going to be easy. You will slide back down. But will you fight? <laughs> will yeah. you give your heart the next time, knowing that it could hurt again? Maybe you will lose, right? But it, it shouldn't be for lack of effort or lack yeah. of fight or lack of fierceness or grit. Like you, those are the things that you need in life. Like forget basketball. Yeah, that's a really good point. It's a life lesson. Well, it's it's to it's to give everything you have. And Pat Summit talks about this in the in Sum It Up oh. book. Um, she, you know, she was like, you know, what happens when you give everything you have and it's not enough? Well, you get back to work. And that's what happened. And, and that's the hardest thing. You know, I think when 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 we fail, everyone, period, basketball, whatever, it's it's really tough to just say, hey, I'm going to go do that again. <laughs> I'm ready to get hurt again. No doubt about it. Yeah. Um, and to and to put your head back into the wall. And that's exactly what both those people did. I, I love the narrative arc. I do want to talk about the World Cup. But first, I want to pin you into a corner and ask you. Get my hair get, out the way. You don't, you don't have to explain it. You're pinning me in the corner. What happened? What are we doing? Well, I, I've corralled you. You can't. You can't escape the question. All right. 2023 WNBA champion is. <laughs> that is probably the toughest zinger of a question you have sent me <laughs> since we started this podcast during the pandemic. Oh, and this is very God. early. This is very early. This is not. This is way too early to even Four be days talking. Four after the uh, let's, let's make one though. <laughs> okay. All right. Way, 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 way too early prediction for next year's champion. Wow. Wow. And, and not knowing what other teams are going to do, mm -hmm. changing around, see out on them. Wow. Chicago is Parker coming back, man. I think she will, but, I, you know, maybe she yeah. But you okay. got, I'm asking questions uh -huh. now. No, no, no. Man. I mean, I think Vegas has a chance to repeat. I know. I, it's I, so you know, hard. It's tough. That's a tough call. Because I don't know. And, and, and the only reason I'm saying that is because I know who's coming back for them. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know who's coming back for anybody else. You know, I think New York is going to make a big jump. Um, Dallas made a coaching change, which. Oh, yeah. We forgot to talk about Vicki Johnson. I totally forgot because all everything happened this week. I know. I totally forgot. I'm sorry, Vicky, and that I'm sorry, Dallas. No, no. We'll I, talk. We'll talk about y'all. <laughs> we'll give me more time the, for that. Yeah, but no, I mean, just there's so much change with yeah. every team. Um, and I don't know, you know, here in DC, I want them to to do well. I want them to get over that. Get more, you, more player. They have like great draft picks. Let's just do it, Chrissy. I was going to pick Washington. I'm, I'm saying it right now. The Washington Mystics, 2023 WNBA champion. Talk to me. 
more, uh, more info, more info. So as you mentioned, <laughs> I don't know what's happening everywhere else, right? Okay. I don't know. Everyone else other than Vegas, I pretty much don't know what's happening. Okay. Vegas, I'm only blaming, I'm only saying this because it's hard to repeat and I want to be different. Um, as anyone who has read my mock drafts knows, I like being different just because it, may, it makes for a better argument. Uh, yeah. But the aces, I don't know. Yeah. They, it's hard to repeat. Things tend to go wrong in, in that in that trying to repeat year. Maybe no Hamby affects them. Maybe, you maybe. know, I don't know. Maybe other teams get better. Um, I don't know. But the only team that outside of Vegas mm-hmm. that I am confident in being, um, you know, in contention if they are healthy is Washington because they have one of the best one of the best players in the league in the land Eldon right a team built around her that has been around her for a very long time and they have a lottery pick this year and if you remember <laughs> hey the lottery pick they picked last year really worked out for them well very and well and they have uh quite a bit of cap room to fill in around i mean they, they can't get like a superstar but they have some they have some some money to play around with to fill in around. I think yeah. they also have Mike Tebow. So I'm picking them right now, way too early. And if you guys, and no one's going to find this next year, so that's fine. <laughs> I'm going to find it. <laughs> I guess we can remember. I guess we can remember. So uh, yeah, I, I'm going. I'm going with the Mystics. So right. if you want to, yeah, Benevolent Hooped called it Inferno Take. If you want to enjoy, if you want to join this Inferno <laughs> Take, <laughs> come on in. I like that. The water's uh, hot. Oh, I love it. And I'm not mad at that. It's just there's so many things we don't know yet. And, you know, who they're going to retain, who are they going to get in the draft and what that looks like chemistry wise for them. So I I don't know. There there are some pieces that are going to be moving. And that's hard for me to say, like, definitive. Oh, come on, Christy. You want to pick the mystics. I do, but I don't know. So I I don't know what they're going to look like together. And who who they pick in the draft in the lottery, but I mean I'm I was excited for them in the in the postseason this year, and that game one against Seattle was like oh, it really was a tough way to go. And I know they were out after the second game, but that first game I really thought they had a handle of that uh, mm-hmm. down the stretch, and just had you know a couple of miscues offensively and a couple of missed rebounds that that cost them so. Can they get back and win it again? I think they can do it. I'm not saying that they cannot do it, but knowing everything right now about Las Vegas, Derek and Hibby notwithstanding, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> like whether or not she's going to play, but I just think they have the confidence um, and they have the continuity. And okay. yeah, I, it's hard to say they won't. It's harder, let me say it's harder to say Vegas won't win than it is easier to say Washington will win. Does that yeah. make sense? Okay. Yeah, that's fair. It's no, harder to say. It's harder to say they won't because of what, what they did this year, how they ended the season. Yeah. And, you know, and they didn't go deep into that bench, but wow, what if they what if they tap into that bench a little bit more? And maybe maybe this expand thing. So, but it's a good question to ask because they're gonna have the, you know, the familiarity. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm cool. I think the aces are probably the right pick, but I'm going. I'm going Mystics. <laughs> also, Mystics got better odds. I don't have the odds in front of me. You'll have to oh, go on. What are you looking at? You yeah. have to go. You have to go on to uh, spread the floor. I'm sure they'll be talking oh. about it. I saw. I saw them. I, we we have a we have a chat, and oh. I saw them posting about it. I didn't. 
I was not in the mood to think about next year until just the second. Um, let's talk about uh, the FIBA World Cup. You got kicked yeah. off yesterday uh, quickly just because, you know, we, we have talked a lot about WNBA because that's uh, that was a big news. But yeah, FIBA World Cup has been fun already. I stayed up until 5 a.m. last night. Wow. Yeah, I did. I saw who, who someone in earlier in the comments. I'll go find your comment. Said they've been up to. I think it was Josh. Uh, oh, wow. Josh said he's been up since, yeah, he says it was 12 a.m. when we started the podcast. He's been watching FIBA all day. He's oh. still locked in. Our guy, our guy Josh the King. Um, yeah, yeah I, I was up oh, until man. 5 a.m. Um, I woke up at 11 a.m. No, actually, I woke up at like 10. Um, so I was able to do Too bad. It wasn't bad. But point being, um, the games were really fun, especially those first three. Uh, I thought Puerto Rico had an excellent debut, their first one ever in the FIBA World Cup. Team yeah. USA obviously looked good. And then Canada got a big win over Serbia in, in slight upset fashion. Mm -hmm. um, do, so you got to watch Team USA, right? I did watch Team USA, and I watched them play Belgium. And obviously with a couple of players, uh, Julie Alamon yeah. and Emma Miesman, another, uh, played in WNBA. But I, I just think that – for Chicago. I just think that um, USA didn't have all their pieces, and they still look great. Yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, I, I think um, Brianna Stewart ended up with 22 points, but there's such great balance on this team. Um, and not just offensively, I think defensively, they were really disruptive and they created uh, some havoc on mm -hmm. the defensive end um, with their length and quickness and pace of play. So I just think they really did a good job of, of getting that job done. But at the same time, they didn't have Wilson, <laughs> Plum no. or Gray on the floor with them yet. So that'll be really fun to see when they are um, inserted cool. into the into the lineup. Not just, I mean, we know the roster, their own roster, but when they're actually on the court with this team, um, they're over there for another week and a half, right? Playing nine games. Yeah. Um, and that was the first of nine. So um, I think it'll be really interesting to see uh, how this materializes. But when when you're looking at this USA team, were you surprised that Aaliyah Boston didn't stick? On the roster um not really i mean i think you know uh not that leah's not ready for it and i'm saying for ryan and Alyssa, i wrote the article about them um last week yeah. um yeah. not i don't think it's not because they're ready it's just you know hey sometimes you have some, you got a lot of people playing for the united states yeah. of america's women's basketball team it's the best team in the world for a reason um and i think you know hey the, maybe there's spots that open up in the future due to whatever reasons but they had a lot of people who could score they had a lot of people who could you know um control the ball who could yeah. control the paint um and i just think secure awesome fit better into that sort of secondary role with her running around and yeah. you know cutting playing defense she had the best defensive season of any of the rookies that were there okay. not and leah boston's fantastic she just plays kind of a defensive anchor position and you'd hope that is taken up by either brianna stewart or asia wilson so that's why i think uh shakira austin made the team over them but yeah i'm not surprised it's just there's a lot of great talent. And as you mentioned, only nine players last night still looked amazing. Didn't have didn't have any of their point guards uh, because their point guards were drunk at the parade in Las Vegas. I, I someone, as soon as as soon as Asia tweeted, where are the four locos at eight o'clock in the morning? Yeah. Her time, I was like, there's no <laughs> there's no way they're playing in that first game in Australia. 
Yeah, they weren't going to make that one, man. I don't care how much hydration you're not going to get back to where you need to be. Well, especially because you know these players, these players aren't like uh, like some people who you know go to the bar every night. They're playing yeah. professional basketball. They haven't. They probably haven't had any alcohol in like no. the, um, at least a month, two months. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think it hits you a little bit harder. Uh, yeah, I, I, so <laughs> they <laughs> were they were uh, lit. Um, <laughs> that was the, the beatbox for me, <laughs> Kelsey Plum. When she came in there with the beatbox, I was done. I was crying. I was like, "What is she doing?" And then Asia was like, "Wait a minute, we got finished with the media and everything." <laughs> like she was, there. it was great. But Chelsea Gray again, you know, she was like the mother hen of that whole. Oh yeah, yeah, and she was like, <clears throat> "Let me get myself together and gathered herself and answered the question." So I just thought it was. Uh, it was really funny. Yeah, she she let loose too. She let loose. At the she three. did, but it was still hilarious yeah. to me. But the whole dynamics, like their personalities, were like really yeah. shining through. <laughs> no, it was really wonderful, and and the parade was awesome. But yeah, so there was no there was no way they were playing. But I did think um, the way that they handled the point guard position in this game was pretty interesting. I mean, Alyssa yeah. Thomas, for the most part, was the point guard. Um, yeah. You know, I think Ariel Atkins took up a little bit of those responsibilities early in the game. Um, she was really active early in the game. You know, I think they, someone said, Hey, we got to hit him in the mouth early. Cause we don't have that many players. And she was like, got it. And then she hit him yeah. in the mouth immediately. Her and Alyssa Thomas. Um, yeah. But you know, AT at the point, it, it caused some problems. There was some stagnation in the offense, but it went pretty well. And she almost ended up with a triple double. I believe got close to it. <laughs> another one, man. She yeah, was close. Just, I'm like, she's about to mess around and get another. It's easy. It's, e it's easy for her, you know? Oh, it's like what she does, man. It's crazy. She's just so um, efficient at so many different, <laughs> so many different aspects of the game. She just brings her best self to it, and the game rewards her for it. I mean, just that's phenomenal. I mean, she just came off four game series too. She and Bree Jones and Go Terps. Since we were talking about, yeah, you know, the U, I may as well throw that in there. <laughs> I mean, we can always they, do it. Where did they play games? That's I, I believe asked. they. I believe they played in uh, College Park, Maryland, right. for the University of Maryland. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, I digress. Come on back. Um, but, but no, I, I just think she's always been an initiator, right? I mean, when mm -hmm. she rebounds, she can take it and go. So it's not like it's out of her wheelhouse, outside of her skill set, to be able to, you know, attack like that or set up an offense if they have to, right? If she doesn't get something straight to the rim or commit a couple to the basketball and distribute from, from that kind of a read, you know, she's going to make a play. Right. Um, and it was a little, I mean, disjointed, I guess, a couple of times um, when they had to settle in the quarter court and, and get through yeah. an offense, but when they were pushing pace and tempo and Alyssa gets aboard and, and cooks down the floor, like a freight train that she is, uh, the A train was moving, honey. And she was, she was on it. But uh, I, you know, when you have that versatility, and you have more than just one or two players who can do that for you. I, I mean, that's the beauty of this team. Yeah. And that's why there's there's stacked like this. The beauty of this team is that they are awesome. They're and they awesome. have like all they have a, one of some of the best yeah. players in the country. I mean, yeah. in the world, in the world, actually, not some of the best players in the world, probably <laughs> the, the best players in the world outside of True. one or two exceptions. Um, yeah, the team's good. Uh, the Ariel, Ariel played well. Um, Alyssa was obviously a story. I mean, I'm, you know, Brianna Stewart does her thing. Yeah. Always, always, always does her thing. She, she ended up with like 22. Clea Copper yeah. was awesome. Her, her senior team debut. Yeah. Um, that continuing the, the, the meteoric, meteoric rise, meteoric, 
yeah. yeah. Meteoric is like a very tall, steep rise. Uh, very her her <laughs> rise to the top of women's basketball um, by making the national team. So yeah, um, they look good. I uh, oh, oh, I have another stat that I want to use in an article, but I may not write the article because I was too tired from staying huh? up all night. Yeah, you stayed up all night. What are you doing? Like, can't um, do where did oh Gabe? Where is it? Yeah, find it, Gabe. We need that. It's all right, so they won by 15 last night. So yeah. in, in their uh, – they have not lost a game in this competition or in any inter- in any world-level international competition. The United States has not lost in, since uh, the semifinals of the 2006 uh, FIBA Women's World Cup. Wow. Things so are going – So they're listening. What are they, 20 minutes before tip-off? Hey, man, yeah, yeah. Sure. But guess what? It's been since 06. <laughs> it's, been, it's been since uh, I was 13 that we have lost a game oh. on the world stage. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's a great nugget actually. So and but they, they don't have even won- know that right now. They can know that like later. They <laughs> probably know it. It's been a long, the win streak has, has been long. Um, but si- so they have won, they have won their games by 626 points total by a margin of that. And so that comes out to about 29 per game, maybe a little bit lower now. Um, yeah, so things are go things go well for the USA. We're pretty good. I, I love that. I love it. And you know, you're talking about you know, I mean, the game was pretty close though. When we're talking about the USA. Yeah. Game. Belgium's the best. Belgium's like the second or third best team exactly. in the world. They were challenging them, and you know, it got into single digits a couple of times. You know, because they got a couple buckets. I think I think they cut it to five. Um, Misman got a couple buckets mm-hmm. in a row. The USA had to call a timeout. Cheryl Reeve had to get one. Uh, Mike Tebow on the bench too. Yeah. Um, Carol Lawson as well on the bench for USA, but uh, yeah, they had to get a timeout. So I mean, it wasn't like it was easy money win, right? They had to fight for it, and they won by 15 eventually. But you know, they closed that gap a couple times in the game under 10 points. So I mean, the game is uh, is fun to watch internationally because you know some of the players have played in the WNBA and all of that. But at the same time, you know, you're talking about all these players going overseas to play, and then. They come back and like the meshing of what that looks like feels like is is kind of intriguing to watch that way as well. Yeah, no, it's mm-hmm. it's super cool. This is, I mean, I, I love the basketball here. Um, if anything else is because the players haven't been together that long, so they can't run the plays as fluidly. So I can see what's happening more yeah. easily. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really fun for me. Um, shouts to Puerto Rico who rec- actually. Listen, I want to talk about Puerto Rico because that's a Team USA's opponent. Uh, in just about eleven minutes, we have to get out of here. <gasps> we said we were going to be out of here. I do want to talk about Puerto Rico, though, because they uh, whooped up on uh, Bosnia Herzegovina and John Cole Jones. John Quell looked absolutely gassed, and that makes a total sense because she just played in the finals. Um, But she was like, she just couldn't, um, you know, do as much as, you know, she normally does for this team. She was still finding players, and they were just missing. Uh, But Puerto Rico, their shooting was out of this world. Their first half shooting, I believe, what, what do I have here? Uh, they were 81% from Whoa. within the arc. Whoa. <laughs> Against a Whoa. team, they were 56% from three, 73% overall. Oh, boy. So they were they were shooting the lights out. Yeah. Puerto Rico uh, was just outstanding in every regard. Aurel Griantis, um, mm-hmm. Maya Hollingshed just joined the team. This is her first tournament with Puerto Rico, and they were really excited about adding her, uh, uh-huh. and she had a huge game. You know, they 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 have players who have been on this team for a long time as well who are getting that shine now they get their first win in um i think it's their first win ever in world level competition either the olympics or the world cup um awesome for them super pumped for them they looked good 
they look good. I, okay. I don't think they're going to be much of a challenge for the for Team USA because, uh, as we just talked about, there's yeah. a lot of talent on that team. Well, they don't have a lot of size either. That's that's another. We, they did an awesome job they're on John Cole. Yeah. They did an awesome job on John yeah. Cole just doubling her and, and making her life miserable. And, mm-hmm. you know, their bigs, uh, Quinones, who played at Dartmouth, actually. I, I can't pronounce her first name. I think it's Ila, but, I, you know, I don't know. That's just because I had a cousin who had that name. Um <laughs> But uh, Quinones was great. Uh, she's actually an environmental engineer from Dartmouth. I think that's like her profession. Very nice. So Very I don't nice. Think she, I'm not sure she's a professional basketball player, which is incredible because she was wow. outstanding in this game. Okay. Um, it up. Uh, yeah, she no, she is an, a, a basketball player, but she also has a job listed on. Uh, wow. On on her women are incredible. Women are incredible. <laughs> I was they've been playing. All year round, they come here and they're still they're still playing shooting the lights. Uh, women are incredible, but I was just super impressed. With Puerto Rico, I thought they were awesome, and also everything that's yeah. going on in the country right now, oh. hit by another hurricane again. Oh. Power grid going down. Yeah. Um, you know, still dealing with a lot of the problems that they have been dealing with with people moving in and, and really taking up all the resources that should be there for the islands. Um, yeah. yeah, it makes me upset, but I, you know, to have this team persevere um, through that situation was pretty cool to watch, and and hopefully. Um, you know, things are okay in Puerto Rico, oh. um, for them, but you know, awesome to see. And if you want like more information about what's going on in Puerto Rico, there's actually a bad bunny music video oh. that like is 22 minutes long. It explains like a lot of the situation in Puerto Rico at the moment. Wow. Yeah. I hope they get things going over there. I know think the water is, is, um, receded and everything like that, but it's, God, it's devastating once again, yeah. it's five years after it happened before so i just feel badly for them but hopefully they'll uh they'll get back on track the the puerto ricans are are a tough group of people um but so hopefully hopefully they'll 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 be right back on their feet and cheering this team on because this team is awesome and i think they really represent a lot of what um of what of what a country needs to do to get better i mean you know you look at where puerto rico was for a long time for them to Mm -hmm. step up into that third north american spot yes and and start taking advantage of position and being able to win games at this level is really really impressive so good for puerto rico um and and you know send send them love their way uh we will see what happens to them tonight Uh, i would imagine that team usa is gonna win yeah i think it'll be interesting to see uh who plays for usa i don't i don't think do you think asia and the aces players will play gray and plum i mean She's uh, she's a women's basketball player, uh, and they tend to play through anything. That's so. true. <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> like, but you said John Quella gas though, so I was just wondering, like, what you I'm, thought. I'm sure they'll they mind. play where they do minutes restrictions on them. Uh, well, so, I mean, uh, uh, in fairness, Alyssa Thomas didn't look gas, but Alyssa Thomas has never <laughs> looked gas. I'm not gauging anything by what Alyssa Thomas can do on the floor. I don't care if she played 100 games; she's going to come back and play the 101st game just as hard as the first one. So. I'm not even engaging yeah. her. She's different. Like that's a different category. She, she's a different. She's a different level. Different. Uh, yeah, I think they may they may play a little bit. Probably not like the full game. Um, yeah, but I think it'd be nice to get them out on the floor and, and get them working with uh, their, you know, their the players they're going to play with because uh, they haven't been they haven't been to training camp. Um, obviously, Chelsea Gray's played with the this team a lot of this team. Uh, Kelsey yeah. Plum hasn't so. It'll yeah. be interesting to see, um, you know, how they integrate themselves. But I do think they need to play a little bit tonight. Luckily, in the group stage at this point, there's not as many challenges left for the U.S. 
Belgium was the best team in this group, the second best team in this group. China looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe they have some more tune-ups and, and they're able to get a little bit of rest in. Yeah. Well, I think it'll be interesting just to see it, but um, you know, this USA team with a lot of new faces in the, in the USA pool this season, yeah. um, well, this USA season, I think it'll be uh, fun to see what they can do together. I'm excited. And one more thing. <gasps> Guess what we're doing next week. What are we doing? College basketball. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, let's do it. Season season starts soon. I just realized how close we are to October, which means we're very close to November. Very. It's starting to get chilly. And you'll get some sweaters. Leaves are falling. Yeah, Yeah, it's 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 almost time for college basketball. So yeah, college basketball prep starts next week. I don't know what we're gonna talk about, but we'll talk about something. Yeah, no, it's uh, media days are coming up at the beginning of October. Yeah couple of weeks of October. So it would be fun to see um, what out every team looks like, right? Um, mm-hmm. With the transfer portal, the NILs and, and all of the things that, that go into recruiting these days. It's really uh, a different world, right? <laughs> when it comes yeah. to college basketball in a lot of ways, but um, conference realignments, all of that. I mean, we have a lot to talk about. So it'll be fun to yeah, get, no. get, get back in the saddle and talk about some college hoops. It's gonna it's gonna be very fun. Uh, I don't I have no idea what we're gonna talk about because again, <laughs> as you mentioned, everything has happened. Um, I don't know. We'll pick a championship winner though because I like making oh, Christy do that because I'm, yeah, give way me a too week early. Advance, oh, way way too early. But give me a week in advance. That's good instead of like a couple seconds and things. You know, I, I work better with. The, I told you know, before the podcast. Well, I, was gonna, I, I don't. I have to get the receipt. Start recording us before we, we talk. Receipts. I we know. got we gotta go. I we have to it's watch so, this. Game. Oh, we gotta go. We gotta go. It's it's a. I told you. I told you we're gonna get close to this game, but yeah, we, yeah, we're close to it. Well, you have some popcorn popping over there. Yeah, yeah. I think. Well, I don't know. Well, uh, I say I'm rather from the carbs late night. Oh, popcorn has carbs. I'm eating it anyway. <laughs> anyway, whatever. I'm having some. Okay. Well, you know what? I gotta go get my popcorn since Gabe isn't having any because it's too many I don't popcorn. look as good as you, Christy. I can't have popcorn yeah. all the time. It's Maybelline and some more stuff. Hey, listen. <laughs> All right, anyway, we're going to go ahead and <laughs> we're going to go ahead and watch this USA basketball game against Puerto Rico and the FIBA World Championships uh, for women's basketball. But, oh, my gosh, we'll be right back next week talking about some college hoops and maybe tying in a couple more WNBA stories. Maybe. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, yeah, we got to talk about Vicky Johnson. I totally, I totally forgot. We'll get that in. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff. We got a lot of stuff next week. We'll get it in. Well, we don't have to go home. But we got to get up out of here. They're cutting the lights out on us in the arena. We're sitting here courtside trying to chill and chop it up, but they're telling us we have to go. So we're going to go ahead and go for Gabe Ibrahim. I'm Christy Winter Scott right here on the Her Hoop Stats Podcast Network. Join us next time. Peace. Bye-bye. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, Use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.